Welcome to Charlie's Toolbox, the only podcast that teaches you how to be the main character in your life. Here, you can find all the tools and skills you need to decenter men, center yourself, and feel good about your life. Here's your host, researcher, observer, and marketer, Charlie Taylor. Hi there, and welcome to this week's episode of Charlie's Toolbox. This episode is all about aging. We take a deep dive into aging, why we should have a better relationship with aging, and how difficult aging can be for women. But like always, let's talk about my favorite subject, me, the song of the week. And finally, we are going to get to the meat of this topic. So about me, this weekend was amazing. I had a weekend that felt like college. I was surrounded by people I genuinely cared about. I looked great. We got into the party quickly. I danced my ass off. I sweated. I had a couple of drinks and I didn't have a hangover, which was so good. We had a great DJ. I had brunch the next day with my dog and some friends. And I just want to say that I had a perfect weekend. There was no hiccups in my weekend. And it was one of those times where I just felt like, wow, it is really great being me. And I have nothing to analyze or complain about regarding this weekend. But I just want to say that if you can enjoy yourself every weekend, please do. If you want to spoil yourself, if you want to have fun, if you want to do anything that brings happiness to you during your weekend, please just do it. Just do it. Make yourself feel good because it is all about you. And feeling good should be a priority in your life. And I will have to say this past weekend was one of those weekends that just made me realize that I enjoy my life. I enjoy my life a lot and I hope that you guys will enjoy your life as well. So the song of the week is SZA Short Shirt. Um, I will say that I am typically not a fan of the content of her music uh, because I just, I don't know, I just don't like pathetic music. That's just my thing. And I know that there are going to be a lot of people who disagree with me. And I understand that. And I understand your point of view, but I just don't like it. But I will say that I think this song is a great song to sit and sit in the passenger side and look cute in somebody else's car. And I enjoyed the visual. I like the sound. I love that Dave Myers. Uh, directed their video because he has been a staple in my childhood regarding music videos. So it's nice to see him still thriving and making creative, interesting visuals that will complement a song like Shirt. So shout out to that song. I liked it. And I hope to hear some more. uh, I hope to hear evolution from SZA and I hope to hear some more relaxed beats like this song. So now let's get into this main topic and it's called aging and joy. Um, I really want to enter this conversation by stating when you are a woman aging, specifically the transition between 20 to 30 is a difficult transition. It isn't the actual years passing by or the lines deepening in your face, around your eyes. That's not the hard part. 
What's really hard is experiencing the way society completely changes how it views you. And that's the part that impacts you. If society didn't have a point of view or an opinion on, you know, the lines in your face or you becoming 30, you really wouldn't care. And it really wouldn't bother you. But when one day you were seen as X and the minute that they found out you turned 30, society views you as Y, that can be like very jarring. That can be very jarring and that can be very difficult to grasp and difficult to like understand and internalize and work around. The transition from 20 to 30 is quite harsh because no one prepares you for the criticism that you will face. They don't tell you that out of nowhere your friends will drop off due to motherhood, marriage, or they just simply move away because their career goals require them to do that. They don't tell you that many try to formulate this new identity with this new identity of what 30 is without direction or pulling from models of the past. And when you are pulling from models of the past, it kind of leaves you feeling joyless or hopeless because those models are dated. And we typically see the age of 30 in the past as something that's very adult-like, very harsh, very based in reality. And it's something that we cannot reconcile between how we're living and how we see 30 plus in the past. So many enter this stage not in the spirit of optimism, joy, and hope, which is what you're supposed to enter 30 plus in. They enter this new stage in life from the spirit of fear, melancholy, anxiety, stress, and depression. They want to quickly hurry up and get to the adult part so that they can say, hey, look at me. I'm I'm meeting all these checkpoints like you guys are and I'm not left out and there's nothing wrong with me. So I'll give some examples of that because I want to contextualize what this transition is, this 2230 transition is, because we all need to see and we all need to know what this experience is so that when you do go into 30, you're not shocked, you're not depressed, you're not feeling like you are alone because you already have an idea of what is going to happen. So when you are in your 20s, our community kind of gives us time to figure ourselves out. There is no pressure to meet those societal check marks. There is no shame if you aren't sure where you are in life or you don't know where you want to go or you don't know your career. There's no shame in that because when you are 20, you <clears throat> when you are in your 20s, you are afforded patience. You are afforded patience, freedom, and exploration in your youth. Whereas when you are in your 30, society kind of turns on you. Like it's a real sudden turn that you're like, oh, wow, I didn't, I heard about this a little bit, but I didn't expect it to be like this. And they tell us in so many ways that something is wrong with us. You know, younger folks, 
they start turning on us and telling us we shouldn't be in certain places, certain spaces. We shouldn't do certain things because we are older and older folks tell us we no longer have the time to explore. And there is this immense pressure to quickly grow up, quickly achieve these societal markers, quickly become this adult who is very firm and and without happiness, without joy, very structured. That is what they want us to be. That is what they expect us to be. And when we don't reach that and we're not in that mind frame, they kind of look at us as flawed. You know, we're flawed compared to everyone around us who are meeting these societal markers. So suffice it to say, the fun that we are afforded in our 20s is quickly, quickly replaced by judgment and ire. And the target of all of this, this, all of these transitions, all of these labels is the person who who experienced that. They're left trying to formulate an identity of who they should be to comfort those around them. So most people grapple with this transition internally. You know, we refuse to let anyone around us know that we are shocked by this perception change, even though deep down we are. And finally, we start to think about what we should do, who we should be, and how we should act instead of being who we truly are. And that is something that I want to discuss. Our should and why that should in terms of aging should be one with less fun, joy, sex, love, care, and happiness according to others. So... How we formulate a picture of 30 plus is primarily based on the models of the past. As mentioned before, we use baby boomer 30 plus and Gen X 30 plus as a model because we have nothing else to source our information from. But we all know that baby boomer and Gen X 30 plus is not millennial and soon to be Gen Z 30 plus. Those four groups, they live completely, completely different lifestyles. And, you know, that's due to society. Freedoms are different. Resources are different. Career options are different. So when we are developing a picture of what that looks like, we have to steer away from the models of the past. We just can't use it because it does not apply. And the reason why we can't use that is because when we look at these models objectively, when we look at it objectively, it does sometimes seem like a very sad time. You know, it seems very much chaotic with drugs, the AIDS epidemic, parents who thought abuse was acceptable in child rearing, being raised by parents who didn't know how to work through their emotions and having to make adult decisions way before they were ready to. These uh, elements that shape baby boomers, shape Gen X, it seems tough and it is tough. And despite our similar social and political frameworks, we have more resources to cope with the harsh realities of life versus what our parents and our grandparents had. And as a result of this lack of an updated model, 
We have a deep down yearning for a vision to work towards one that does not have us miserable like baby boomers in their 30s, tripped up like the Gen X 30s, and at times lost like millennial 30s. And this is where our imagination, conviction, needs, wants, and desires must show up. They must show up regardless of shame society or the models of the past they must show up because hope and joy are emotions we must preserve and we have to stay firm in this conviction that these two feelings matter because they do they do they matter and they are needed to live so when we are developing a new model of aging We must first let go of what we know aging to be. You know, aging is not what our parents or grandparents did. It is what we are doing now. And even though people try to place a cloud over our heads, how we live is fun and life affirming. So that's the first thing you need to do when you are creating new models of what this new age looks like and how it is going to feel. It isn't what the past is. It's what you are doing right now. Next, we must use models from unlikely places. I use the fun girlies from the sex from Sex in the City who were having fun and they aged, they evolved, they hit some of these, some of these people hit markers and some of these didn't, but the fun did not escape them. It didn't escape them. And they are great models for me because it shows that you can be sexy, you can be fun, you can have joy, and you can still age. You can look good and you can age and people will hint on you and you can age. I also use Tracy Ellis Ross as a model of what it looks like to protect your joy and hope as you age because so many people let joy and hope slip out of their fingers when they age. They think that misery is the direction that they should go in as they hit their their birthdays. They are like, okay, as I age, I'm going to be miserable. As I get into the 30s and the 40s and the 50s, life is not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun like the 20s and it's going to go downhill. When you think like that, you aren't protecting your joy and hope because when you age, it's supposed to expand. You have more experiences, knowledge, information that you can use to continue to make your joy even deeper, have more depth, have more range to continue to make the hope even bigger because you have the past to look behind and see that despite these situations, I made it despite the information that I didn't have, I made it. So that's why it is very essential for you to protect your joy and your hope. Next, we should stop letting should dictate our moods. Yes, people say you shouldn't be out dancing past a certain age or you shouldn't be doing youthful activities at a certain age. But what do you want to do? What do you want to do? If you want to do that, stop allowing a choir filled with nobodies to dictate how you spend your life. This is your life. You have one life. It is relatively short. And if you don't take advantage of fun, you will be on your deathbed regretting that you let people who aren't even you control your life. And that is going to sit uncomfortably in the body so stop letting should 
dictate what you should be doing. Start asking yourself, what is it that you want to do? Not what is it that you should do? Next, you need to find a community of like-minded people. If you are fun and like to do whatever it is that you like to do, find people who do that. Find people who do that. They will not only be great friends, but also they will never shame you for something they also like. So find a support system by seeking out like-minded people. And like I always suggest, you got Meetup, Bumble Friends, social media. You have so many resources to find like-minded people. So go seek them out so that you aren't being shamed for things that you like. And if you aren't following the traditional timeline, live in an area or find friends whose emphasis is on self-determination. You have to seek those people out. When you have people around you living like you, you don't feel like the odd man left out. You don't feel confused by your path. You're not anxious about your life because all, what you're doing is going to be reflected everywhere around you. So you will feel good about yourself. You will feel joy in your choices because you have many people living just like you and you can draw inspiration from them. So live around or because, you know, sometimes you aren't living in metropolitan cities. Find friends whose emphasis are on the same type of living that you are interested in doing. Finally, and this is my last one, remember that joy and happiness are not for only one age group and seriousness is for the other. We all know that life is complex and people are complex. Therefore, you will at all times at any age experience an array of emotions. You will. You will experience an array of emotions. You're going to experience the highs, the lows. You're going to experience when you're just average, when you're just meh and you're okay. You're going to experience that at every age. So why are you trying to cut yourself off from your emotions? Stop trying to cut feelings off so you can appease people who are not you. Seriousness is not for 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. And fun, lighthearted joy and easiness, easiness is for 20s. That's just not how life is lived. We experience every single one of those emotions every year we grow older. And we need to allow room for that. We have to allow room for that. Of course, we can grow up in how we communicate. We can speak to different points of our our areas in our life that we can grow up and become more mature or have better skills so that we can function better in relationships or function better around family and friends and things like that. But cutting off feelings designating yourself for specific emotions is not how you grow. It's not how you grow. It's not how you're supposed to grow. And it leaves you with, it leaves you empty. It leaves you with a big part of yourself missing because you're trying to fit into a box that has been created by society and that has been created by people who are not you. So stew on this information. And on that note, you all take care. Goodbye. For show notes, be sure to check out charliestoolbox.com. 
Follow Charlie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Charlie's Toolbox. Thanks again for listening to Charlie's Toolbox.